Boom. There it is. We are live. This one goes Woo-hoo. out to the ladies. Ever wonder what it's like being a woman in business? You got to go out there and be a go-getter. Here we go. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? What are we on? Tuesday today already? Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Man, time flies. James, what is it, the though? Intro. Oh, uh, man, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Take Action Tuesday, right? Oh, yes, Take Action Tuesday. Take sorry, Action sorry. Tuesday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the perfect guest for y'all today on this Take Action Tuesday. Today's guest built her brand on being a hashtag go-getter. So Taking Action is the name of her game. Our guest today has traveled around the world, inspiring and empowering women to believe that no dream is too big. Across her social media platform, this incredible guest reaches an audience of over seven million people on a monthly basis, encouraging them to be the go-getters in their own lives. Our guest has been on all the major networks, ABC, Fox, NBC, and also featured in Forbes, Business Insider, NPR, and get this, at the United Nations headquarters. Woo! So tune in with us today to hear this uh, from this amazing young lady whose passion is in empowering women around the globe to advocate for themselves and achieve their dreams. So joining us today from the Das Media Group, give a warm Business Bros Pod welcome to Shinjini Da! Welcome to the program. I'm overwhelmed. This is the best intro ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's what we aim for. That's what we aim for. That's that's a little James sprinkle of awesomeness that he does back there. Amazing. Also, you know, Google search. What that's that's all I do is put the uh, the name of our guest and the company, and then you know just click this article, click that article. I got like ten windows open. I'm like, let me pick a little bit from here, a little bit from here, and put this all together, and boom, there it is. But it shows you what you've done, Shinjini. You've been you've done some amazing things already, and you're a young one. So you you how, how the heck did you get into this whole entire space? Yeah, no, that's a really good question, and I'm glad you asked that. And James, same. I mean, the fact that you did all this research, and I mean, you are an online entrepreneur. You are very much a digital entrepreneur. So I'm just overwhelmed and and so happy that you are almost like what I'm preaching and what I'm teaching, you know, you are a go-getter. So both of you are. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I was discovered is how everything started, which is pretty interesting. And it's a good story. It's a really good story, which is that I was discovered on Twitter, you know, and I was tweeting all these different, you know, again, not controversial, nothing is controversial, but I was saying things like girls should be go-getters, you know, and I was saying that, girls should be ambitious and women should have goals. And for whatever reason on Twitter, I mean, I know why, but it, it was very different. You know, it was just very, very different on Twitter, especially. And so immediately I got picked up by a publicist who wanted to put me on TV, you know, and she called me like this publicist darling, you know, like, you know, good messages, you know, like, Empowerment, like nothing is controversial, right? Like empowerment is not controversial. And so she you know, 
I'm going to step in here. Empowerment can be controversial, right? And I think the reason why it's so powerful is because you're giving women that ability to say, look, I know you had barriers. I know you're at 75, you know, cents to the dollar that you're earning against your male counterpart. I right. know there's, there, you know, you might be a mother at home and you have kids that you feel you have to take care of, but it doesn't mean you stop your dream. You can still go out there and get it. And that down that with the powerful. patriarchy. Exactly. See, <laughs> and that, that it, it is controversial in itself, but mm-hmm. it's not, you're not doing it to divide. You're doing it to include. Right. Totally. Totally. So from, yeah, from that aspect, you know, it's like all good things and all. So that's how, you know, she was just really excited about my message and excited about what I was doing. And that's how I actually found my start. Her and I uh, won, won the sort of TV circuit for a little bit. You know, I was on the TV circuit for a little bit and did like eight interviews, nine interviews on television, local television. So nothing was at a full national scale. Everything was like, good morning, DC, you know, good morning, Sacramento, you know, things like that. And uh, it was super successful. I think the biggest contribution there, I would say, was just the messages. I mean, on TV, and I'm talking like daytime television in America. I mean, you've seen it. You know, it's not, no one's talking about coding. You know, no one's talking about robots for girls, you know. And that was the stuff that I was talking about. So I felt just being on these television sets that there's something different here. You know what I mean? Like there's something different going on here. I've never seen morning segments about coding. I've never seen morning segments. And also I just want to add morning segments about coding from an engineer. You know what I mean? So I've seen a lot of like, you know, advocates and actresses and whatever else, which is great. And I love all of them. I seriously do. No one loves them more than me. But the issue that I had was none of them have coded in their life. You know, so here they are sort of teaching and preaching girls to code and girls are going back saying, yeah, but they've never done it. You know, so while I was on TV that first year, I was just overwhelmed that I knew something different was happening here. You know what I mean? Because I'm this person like walk the walk. I'm an industrial engineer from Georgia Tech. I've coded, you know, I've built a digital media company. I've built all my followers, you know, from nothing on my own platform with very minimal usage of ads. So Uh, I just knew that there's something here. And that first year being on these eight to 10 different talk shows, uh, again, first time on TV, never been on TV in my life. I'm still not media trained, you know? So (laughs) I'm I'm a a very DIY person, you know, (laughs) do it yourself and do it as you go. Uh, And uh, and that's when I thought, oh my gosh, I think this could be a business, but I don't even know what business it is. Because I mean, I am an immigrant, I am Indian, like no one, does this you know in my community and so in my case it's like who do i even go to for help you know i mean i it it was just such a difficult time both of you guys i mean it it was just so hard to figure out what business this even is what business am i trying to go into i mean no one around me uh was uh helpful you know and uh it was a real struggle you know but again google helped me a lot in researching like okay so if i want to do media what does that mean oh i want to do media content so how do i monetize that i mean i had to look up everything you so know? let's let's hover on that because yeah. there's there are people who are in the podcasting space or in their business yeah. space and they start to develop this audience uh, and maybe they don't have a business like yourself and they're getting ready to do something. They see the value in having people listening to their opinions, listening to their ideas. Uh, right. Same with us. But you 
found a way to do something with it. You you did start to build a business with it. You yeah, you got a, a little bit of a head start with the TV circuit, mm-hmm. but you could have easily gone up on that ride and then fallen off and nothing could have, you know, happened from that. But you yeah. managed to turn it into something. Help me walk me through that process. What did you end up doing where you decided, you know, this is how I'm going to monetize this thing? Yeah, no, and I thank you for sharing that, Hernan, because again, the culture that I come from, you know, it's still like, oh, social media is silly, like this is all, you know, silly. So thank you for recognizing that, you know, because obviously I recognized it, which is why I did it, but I feel like so many, they don't really understand uh, really any of this, you know what I mean? Like they don't understand how media works. They don't understand how social media works. Like they think it's all a joke, you know? And they're like, oh, social media, it's funny. You know, I just, I use it to watch cat videos, but like there's real businesses being built on this that are, you know, billion dollar businesses. So thank you for saying that. I just want to start with that. Basically for me, I think it was always the goal. You know, I'll be honest. I think just because growing up, it was a real divine for me that you know i'm this person you know i love media i love watching these whatever news programs or even hollywood or bollywood i'm indian right these movie industries but there was this gap of like okay so either you're really smart or you know you just like didn't go to school right so there's no in between you know of empowering educational motivational content you know and and to this day i don't think that's changed you know because i i follow everyone who's anyone and i'm, I'm still not entirely impressed with really anything that i see you is know that like, so a, I, like a like in your culture is that like a cultural no, thing what you're talking about global, or just in general globally, globally yeah globally i mean if you point me to one content source that's intelligent motivating exciting led by a woman of color you know where she is front and center she's unapologetic she's out there like there's just not that many examples you know or if there are then right now she's 65 you know so that was the divide that either there's that one person who's 70 or there's no one you know so Growing up, I felt this a lot, but then life took over, you know, so I was in school, I was at Georgia Tech, I was studying, I worked at Deloitte for a little bit in technology consulting, I worked at a digital marketing firm for a little bit, you know, life took over, I'm an immigrant, like you got to do, you got to do what you got to do, you know, you have to check the boxes, you have to be successful. So I did that. And then ultimately, I just realized I don't like any of this. And so I think for me getting discovered on Twitter was huge because I was using Twitter as a as a platform to let out my frustration almost, you know? So saying things like girls should be go-getters because guess what? Most girls are not go-getters, you see what I'm saying? So I was tweeting these things of things that I wanted to happen, but that weren't happening, you know? So things like women should build tech companies, women should be that, you know, it's like the opposite of everything that was happening because even to this day, we're in a real minority, you know? And then women of color is like a whole different, you know, low, <laughs> you know? So so for me, that was kind of how it all started. So I think with the media attention, what I'm answering to you is I saw television exposure as my way in, you know what I mean? So while a lot of other people would have just said, oh my gosh, I'm 23 because I was 23 when I got discovered. It's like, I'm 23, I'm on TV, I've made it. You know, I knew that like God is giving me a break because between you and me, Hernan, it is very, very, very difficult to get on TV and to do any of this stuff that I'm doing as a person who, I don't know, just didn't, you know, have any connections or who didn't, you know, have some like weird thing happen. Like you win this one, I don't know, beauty pageant or election or, you know what I mean? Like those are those one-off 
instances. Well, let's let's dig a little bit on that because you you are a woman behind the camera. You are constantly uh, behind the lens. Uh, yeah. It's part of your image. It's part of what you're what you're putting out there. Yeah. But, you know, when my wife gets up and, and we're going to go somewhere and, you know, for me, I, I throw on a T-shirt, I throw on my shoes, I put on a hat and I'm ready to go. Yeah. And she she's not, right? She has to take her time and make sure to do her hair and get her makeup yeah. ready. Being a woman in, in with a lot of eyes on you is not the easiest thing in the world. Right. You probably, you know, with that many eyes on you, you are always going to have those people who are criticizing you, who are critiquing yeah. you. Um, and you have to deal with that as well as the people who are pushing you in a positive direction and encouraging yeah. you. How are, how are you, you know, dealing with that on a regular basis? How do you, you know, use that platform to share with other women, you know, when we're going through COVID, there are women yeah. who put on COVID weight. Like that's that a lot of people in general put in that COVID weight, yeah. right? But yeah, yet you have the confidence still to sit here behind the camera. How are you helping yeah. those go-getters push through that to get their yeah. confidence to put to be at that level? Yeah, no, that's a beautiful question, Hernan. I appreciate you asking. Honestly, you know, I, and I stress this all the time, Hernan, it's about my mindset, you know. So I know as a as a woman that there are days when I'm gonna be at a great weight, you know, and I'm gonna be super fit, I'm gonna look super sexy, you know, and there are days when I won't, <laughs> you yeah. know. And, uh, but you know what? I think for me, I've never relied on that because I rely on my mindset, you know, and I rely like literally right now, like I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, oh, like I should walk out, you know, but then I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm focusing on what I'm saying. So honestly, I think it's been good for my brand and good for my message to really focus on, hey, there are times when you're going to feel you know, terrible, you know, there are times when you're going to feel really, you know, hot and attractive or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's your mindset, you know, and, and I think for me, the one thing that I'm proud of is that any weight at any stage, you know, my mindset has always been, you know, a plus. So I think for me, that is what gets me through. And that's what I teach. That's what I preach, you know, cause I'm Twitter, I'm on Twitter all day. Twitter is my biggest platform. And that's what I say is as a go-getter, you know, what are you doing to move yourself forward? You know, I just tweeted right now. I said, if you're following me, I am a one way road to personal growth, you know, for you, you know, because right now I have a lot of developing country followers, right? Or go getters, right? Nigeria, Tanzania, India, you know, Middle East, you know, because they really relate to me uh, on a level that frankly, I think is unprecedented because they have never had a, a figure that they can look up to. And that's the number one thing that they tell me is that I've never had a motivational speaker. Uh, nobody talks to me properly, you know, because it's all just like stress and everybody's mad and everybody's yelling at them. So I'm coming in saying, you're great. You're a go-getter. Let's go get your goals. Let's figure it out. So I think my focus, Hernan, has always been on the mindset. And, uh, and that's what I'm focusing on. Having said that, you know, weight loss and all, I just actually wrapped up a digital uh, campaign, a partnership, content partnership about that. And it's, it, you know, I just dealt with it like, hey, Here's an app, you know, you can track your weight, you can do this, but like take your time. You know, if it's going to take three months, it's going to take three months. And that's actually my attitude, you know, because I know that if I rush and I go crazy trying to, I don't know, lose the weight or whatever, like it's, it's just not worth it, you know? So I think that's how I look at it is that the mindset first and that's in our control, but the weight and the looks and the this and the that, it, it takes some time, you know, and then, and then on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, I tell this all the time, I said, look, I don't really even wear makeup on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's been my life from day one. But honestly, I take it as a challenge now that I have to be presentable 
and beautiful and successful just being me, you know, and being natural. And so I think that's been a really fun, you know, thing to explore and share with the girls following me that you don't need makeup every day, you know, just a little lip gloss, just brush your hand and you're done, you know, because it, and also just more than anything, it's a lot of work mm. to put the face on and then to take everything off and just the details, it's going to drive you crazy doing that every day, you know? So again, the focus is on as a go-getter, what is your mindset? Are you moving forward? Are you progressing? Are you going and getting your goal? So that's the focus. Yeah. And it's cool that you, you started, uh, in, well, your, your audience is in those other countries and, you know, people of color. Cause when I, when I found you, it was, whew, I don't know, before we even started the podcast, it was like two years ago or, or a little yeah. bit longer than that. Um, and I would see this young girl talking about being a go-getter on stage, you know, speaking to people. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And as I, as I kind of dove into your content a little more, I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe she's only aiming towards women. And then I started seeing guys in your stuff. And I was like, Oh, you know what? She's actually just speaking this content. And, and as, as you develop, as your following grew, uh, now you, you, you've become that, you know, you're becoming that iconic person for, for those people of color. Um, yet they're not always here in the U S where we get so many more opportunities than you do out there. Uh, that messaging that you're you're putting out, are you seeing like uh, how, what does it feel like when you see people take your message mm -hmm. and begin to implement it in their lives and yeah. and share with you their wins and their victories and their their life changing point of view? What what has that been? How has that experience been for you? I mean, Hernan, I, I, I'm overwhelmed. You know, I'm overwhelmed. I mean, I have girls who are, you know, um, just various issues. I mean, going through abuse, they're suicidal, they're just, just giving up, you know, and, and in some cases, you know, if you look at what they've gone through, it's, you can, you can, you can understand their point of view, you know, and just getting messages like, you know, you spoke to me, you talked to me and I am no longer, you know, feeling like my life has no worth. You know, I am no longer feeling like I have no worth. I, th I think that's indescribable. You know, I think it's really just uh, un unbelievable, you know, and I'm hearing this every day. Nigeria, same. I mean, this girl just today, go get a girl. You know, she said uh, that, you know, you are my motivation. You know, I rely on you to get through my days. You know, I rely on you to get through my life. And again, it's a cultural thing, you know, and I do think that's why we're relating because Indian culture and just any other immigrant foreign culture we're not praise driven, you know, and I'm saying this as a person with significant privilege, you know, I, I'm you know, a citizen here, I'm an American and, you know, we've, my family has done everything and more for me, you know, with me, um, I am privileged, but even my culture, like the praise, like compliments were rare, you know, so it was one of those things where you know that you're good, you know, but it's like, if you never tell somebody that, right, if you never tell somebody that they're great, that what they're doing is enough, you know, they're, they're going to get some issues, you know, because they never feel like they're enough. And that's the number one issue that I'm facing with these go-getters in Tanzania, in, you know, Nigeria, in Kenya, in Dubai, in Middle East, all these countries, Japan, China, everything that they're saying, oh my God, you, you compliment me more than my dad. You know, like they're saying this to me, you know, uh, which is just unbelievable. So everything from helping girls finish law school, you know, because they saw me as an educated role model, because the number one also feedback is 
you are an educated woman of color role model, you know, and I want to get my master's. So that again, puts me at a, at a unique bracket, right. As a woman of color, you know, in the future, hopefully with a master's degree, with an engineering degree. So they're really excited, you know, so they're like, I'm finishing law school because of you. I'm finishing medical school because of you. And by the way, I was going to drop out that that's the caveat is they were going to drop out. It was in Honduras. I was just there with the U S department of state uh, and she was going to drop out. And she's like, no, I saw you. And, like I relate to you and I, I'm, I'm not going to drop out anymore. So just things like that, I, I think it's just insane um, because I think about my life and who was that person for me that like, you know, I didn't drop out of engineering school because of her. And, and I mean, I'm very, very positive, but I'll be honest with you. I did not have a female engineering role model, you know, yeah. especially well, in the media. You know? Yeah. You're able to, to show people that you, yeah, I, I like that, that they are enough, that they have what it takes inside of them uh, right. to, to do something. And speaking of not having enough, yeah. I think it's time for our... Nice transition, bro. I like that. Yeah, I, I try sometimes, you know. Yeah, you done, doing this good. For, you done you know, did good. 488 episodes. 488, man, that's pretty good stuff. All right, well, Ham's insurance tip of the day is umbrella insurance. Uh, this is something that a lot of people don't know about or talk about. Uh, people have probably heard of it, but not a lot of people actually carry it. So just to give you a quick example here, let's say that you are driving down the road and uh, everything's going fine. You're not distracted by trying to do a selfie, you're not distracted by the Facebook, you're not distracted by kids in the back or the radio, none of that stuff is going on, right? Your brakes just give out and you fly through a stop sign and you crash into somebody else's car. Let's say that other car that you crash into, they're 35 years old and they can never work again. That means that you're responsible for 30 years of their income. If they only make $30,000 a month, or I'm sorry, $30,000 a year, uh, you're responsible for $900,000 worth of damages to that person. Now, your insurance bill, your insurance company is going to go ahead and pay out what they're going to pay out, but it's not going to be enough to cover that $900,000. That's why you need to have umbrella insurance, especially if you are a homeowner. In San Diego, the average home is going for $500,000. Most of your insurance policies are going to max out at $250,000 per person. That means that there's this big gap between what the company will pay and what you owe on your home. And next thing you know, they're going to come after your home, make you sell, put a lien on it, something along those lines. So talk to your agent about umbrella insurance. That's Ham's insurance tip of the day. Find me at uh, on Twitter at insurancebroham. Nice little yeah, yeah. Uh, promo there. All right, Shijin, are you ready? Let's have some fun. We're going to do yeah. two truths and a lie. So you're going to come up with two okay. truths and a lie. Here we go. All right. So you're going to come up with them, share them with us. And then mm -hmm. James and I are going to kind of think about it and see if we can guess which one was the lie. You ready? Okay. Okay. Go for it. Share. Okay. I'm an engineer. <laughs> uh, I am really shy. Uh, and I live in, I lived in Malaysia. Uh, 
Let's see. Traveled the world. Uh-huh. Uh, well, we She's know. She's a speaker. She has a degree in engineering, but is she an engineer? Ooh. Ooh that's a toughie, oh. right? Yeah. And also, and also, even as a speaker, just because she's a speaker doesn't mean that she's an extrovert. I know many uh, introverted speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, did you live in Malaysia, though? Mm, been all one. over the world. I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say, me personally, that she's, she's, uh, she's lying about being shy. That's going to be my guess. James? I'm going to say you never lived in Malaysia. This is good. This is good. So I will say there's a distinction between being shy and being introverted, which is something that I've recently learned. So shy, I think as a child, I was very shy. And that was a lot of like low self-confidence and probably a little bit of social anxiety, to be honest. But I've gotten over that. I'm introverted, but today I wouldn't consider myself shy. So that is that's that, the lie. That is a lie. Thank I've lived in Malaysia. lived in malaysia and and are an engineer so are are you still uh working as an engineer on top of this other career no no so hernan i've been full-time for going on four years this september so no i've been full-time with a media company for almost four years honestly industrial engineering is process improvement and it's also like optimization it's people, you know, people and processes. Uh, And frankly, that's all I do every day, you know? So I I have called it a digital media supply chain, which by the way, is a real thing. That is not something I came up with. It's called digital media supply chain. And frankly, that is my job, you know? So I funnel people onto my platforms, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever. And then it's like, what do they do then, right? Then it's like, okay, they have to follow me on other platforms. Great, that's one process. Okay, awesome. So they follow me on other platforms. Then I have to make them turn on their notifications for my posts so that they see it, you know, because visibility is a big thing. And then I'm selling my memoir at 26 called Unapologetically Engineering, which is on the bottom of the screen to show how I became a go-getter. So it's a sales call, right? And then uh, the second thing is in consultation. So I'm selling that. So if you think about that process flow and then tracking everything and then every day watching my metrics, seeing if we're going up, going down, like this is industrial engineering. I'm just doing it online, you know, versus like at Walmart or whatever. <laughs> and then are you consulting when you consult with people? Are you consulting to help them do similar processes or, or is it uh, directly just for the book sales and, and your processes? No, no. So it's basically how do you brand yourself like a go-getter? So I'm dealing with small businesses and I'm dealing with uh, individuals as well. We're not really doing corporates, you know, we're not really doing corporations yet. So this is very much uh, small businesses and just like, hey, you know, I am an author. I just want to work on my social media. Great. You know, so my principle is sort of the go-getter, you know, framework or the go-getter methodology and like how the go-getter does branding, you know, on social media. And so I have a message to monetization framework, basically, that I am using in all of my one hour go getter consultations, and they're going really, really well. So they're noticing how to like, you know, funnel the right people onto my platform, because there's a lot of issues, like people are just randomly trying to get followers. But and I learned this day one, you guys that you cannot build a business with random people online. You know, it has to be the right people. They have to have the right budget. They have to care about what you're saying, you know, and I definitely have learned that the hard way, you know, because in the beginning I thought motivation, everybody needs motivation, right? But it's not that simple, you know? It's like, if you, 
follow me because you need motivation, but you're never going to buy anything because you're not ready to invest in yourself to become a go-getter, then you are not my ideal customer, you know, uh, at the Dust Media Group. Because basically the Dust Media Group, what I envision is that it is going to be the vehicle to build on my message, right? So we'll have different products, we'll have an original content division, we'll have a platform, but the message is the message, which is how to be a go-getter, you know, in life and love and business and relationships and career and money, you know, so I think that's the framework that we're going with. And more than advice, you know, I really want it to be motivation to go get your goals because I don't want to fall into the trap of like, this is my advice, you know, and if you don't take this, you suck, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's not really my style. Um, so it's very much like inclusive and hey, we're go getters and let's go, let, let's get motivated, you know, to take control of our finances or our this or our health, or, you know, so it's very positive. It's very uplifting. So that's my vision. Um, but every day, dude, I'm, I'm an industrial engineer. I, I have never used my degree more. I'll be honest. So when you, when you mentioned your ideal client, um, yeah. your messaging is, uh, motivational to more than just your ideal client. So does that mean you're separating Shinjini from DOS media group in the sense that your message can be for anybody, but right. DOS media is targeting a specific clientele within that your within your messaging. You are so smart, Harnan. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like most people just what? like slides over their head. <laughs> but you are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I'll just, I'll be honest with you in saying that the majority of my online audience is international at this point. So again, outside of the United States and so Nigeria, you know, all, most African countries, India, Pakistan, you know, London, you know, England, Dubai, um, things, again, they, they relate to me. They relate to me on a really deep level, but my customer base is exclusively North America for the most part between Canada and US, you could say, you know? So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There is a difference, there is a difference. And I'll tell you why. It's because the vast majority of people who need motivation uh, are financially struggling. So if that makes sense, which is not hard to believe. Like I, once I did my analysis, again, industrial engineering, to figure out why so many of them were struggling to afford even $12.99, like my book, it's an ebook, it's $12.99. And then the consults are a little bit higher. A lot of people are messaging me saying that I don't have $12.99, right? So that put everything into perspective for me, that there is a vast majority that need the motivation to go get their goals, but they probably won't be clients, you know, to be honest, but they're going to be social media evangelists, you know, for me, they're going to be my social media brand ambassadors, which is exactly what's happening today, Hernan. I mean, my, you know, Nigerian, Kenyan, Tanzanian go-getters, maybe they can't afford, right, my products at this point, but biggest social media fans, you know, biggest social media fans. And then just things like this, that you're helping me get through law school, you're helping me get through medical school, you know, there's no price on that. So that is the payment, right, from them. Uh, and then of course, North America, you know, they're able to uh, pay for their consultations, they're able to pay for my book. So I think that's how I'm almost positioning it, that the funds from North America almost fund everything else, you know, because I have major plans of helping, you know, developing countries, because again, I work with the US Department of State, with a focus on Latin America, and then I'm sure a focus in the future on Asia, and of course, on Africa. So those three are my areas of focus, Latin America, Asia, and Africa, like, I feel like even in the future, even if I get huge in Europe, 
Uh, I just feel like these three are going to be my like babies. You know what I mean? Who I really want to just, I want to change things in Kenya. I want to change things in Nigeria. I want to change things in India uh, because a lot of it is just these women, especially like it, it's prohibitive. You know, they're going to work, they get raped. You know, they're trying to go on a bus, they get assaulted. Like, it's just all a mess, you know? So somebody needs to come in there or a team and say, hey, you guys, like, what are we doing here? Like, where's the public safety? What's going on? You know, and because here's my message is be a go-getter, right? So they're messaging me back. It's like, I tried to be a go-getter and I, I got assaulted, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is in the beginning, I honestly thought that that's not my problem. I'll be honest with you. You know, I thought that, oh, like she's, you know, struggling with all. So that's not my problem. And then I thought, but I'm telling her to go get her goals. And on the way to school, like she doesn't make it to school. So all of a sudden now this becomes my problem, you know, because the bus got attacked or, or whatever, you know. And so I think those are the things that I'm personally working through. It's like, what does that mean? Does that mean I partner with the UN? Does that mean, you know, again, not me, but Das Media Group partners with the UN and does. So that's kind of where I'm coming at from everything. But Thankfully, hopefully North America will continue to fund all of those things because they may not have the financial resources, but I can't leave them behind because if I do, then, you know, they will always be behind because people in America, like at least people who I've met, they don't really care about international. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard when you're detached to your, uh, you're stressed out about why is my Wi-Fi not working? Cause I can't right. watch my Netflix show right? Right. Uh, perspective, right? Like, you know, right. you, or, you know, throwing away your dinner. I mean, my mom used to always tell, you know, there's starving kids in Africa who would love to have that. And, yeah. you know, you get you you get that little bit of perspective. I live in San Diego, so we're right next to the border. And yeah. as a kid, we would cross the border and donate clothes and food and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And right. just, you know, for us, it's like a 20-minute drive to get to the other side. Yeah. Just that 20-minute drive is night and day. Like there's a completely different lifestyle over there and it really truly gives you perspective and, and admiration for the things that you have, for the opportunity that you have here in this country uh, because other over there, they're, they're overcoming more than just my Wi-Fi is not working. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a big, huge difference. So yeah, yeah, I can, I can completely understand how that is, but you've also helped me vindicate myself in what I've been doing because I'm, you know, separating what I do here on the show and how I help people start their podcast separately. Yeah. Like these yeah. are two different things. I give away a lot of value. I give away a lot of information. I give away yeah. a lot of different things. Um, but it's separate from when I'm actually helping a, a particular client. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, when I'm hearing your story and I'm hearing you connect, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Cause I'm doing something very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and you know, Gary V, I mean, he is the poster child for that model, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, his agency, obviously that is a paid service has big corporate clients, et cetera, but his personal brand, you know, most of the content is free. You know, and and he's very proud of that. You know, he's very proud to offer content for free. And and actually, he has a pretty large uh, international audience as well. I see a lot of keynotes in Asia. I see a lot of things. And again, they not everyone has the financial ability probably to work with his company, right? Yes. Because it's a five figure, six figure. I'm I'm assuming uh, contracts. You know, for uh, branding and digital marketing, etc. So uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I think it's a very similar model. I love it. I think even him, like the kind of brand loyalty that he's already inspired. Um, it's really inspiring. You know, because that's one thing you can't fake it. Like if the loyalty is not there, you cannot fake it. You can't buy it. You can't fake it. It is the most pure form of support, you know, which is why I am so passionate about my developing country audience, because 
it is the most pure form. They tell me, they're like, I have no money, but I love your content. And so mm. for me, I'm like, that's huge. Yeah. You know, because I know that you're busy. I know that you have 10 siblings at home. You know, I know that you're struggling to go to school, but still in the middle of that, you want to see what I'm saying. I don't even need money. Yeah, you know, I was like, going to say the dollars are important, but for some reason, it's those kinds of messages. Those are the reasons why you get up. When you don't feel like doing it, you do it anyways. Yes. Because yes. you know that those people are counting on you. They're, it's more, it means so much more to them than you deciding, you know, what, my phone's all the way over there. I don't want to yeah. pick it up. <laughs> yes. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, and, and even say, like just today, I heard from a girl in Canada, like abusive marriage. I'm just like, no, but I'm a go getter. Like I got out and I'm just like, that's crazy. Like that's insane. Mm -hmm. You know, cause when I think of being a go getter, it's like, go get your goals. Like it's very positive, you know? So I, I am overwhelmed that they are using it in very difficult, very dark situations, you know, to get out of those situations. I mean, I'm, I'm really overwhelmed. So, and, and yet yeah. you're a bright light. Yeah, well, because here's the thing, and and you know what, Arnon, it has been a real struggle over the last few weeks, because I mean, every day, right, it's like new murder, right, literally wake up, new murder, and all these videos on Twitter, none of them have uh, any caption or anything, so it's literally like body after body after body, like if you, you know, scroll down, and uh, like sometimes I've been just caught unaware, I'm like, what, a, what, a, what is this playing, you know, mm -hmm. so it's been so dark, you know, and it's been so dark. Hey, Bonnie, <laughs> it's been so dark. Um, but I have realized that they follow me for my light, you know? So if I also become dark because everything sucks, then the, the, there's no point anymore. You know what I mean? So I think that has been a huge challenge to me that even though every day I feel like there's a new calamity and I mean it, I mean, from every i mean you name it we have it going on right now right so you know my go-getter some of them their family has passed from covid you know they're struggling uh some of them were caught in in the protests and the marches i mean it's just every day and the thing is we have that relationship where they dm me everything where they share everything so it's not like i'm asking them about hey how is your mom it's like they're telling me like hey my mom died i'm like that's like, what do I even say you yeah. know so i think like it's it's just been actually very challenging to maintain my lightness you know because again i started all this like really young and i was like i wasn't jaded but you know just kind of like you know fresh fresh eyes and now it's like man like literally some days i wake up like this and i'm like no no i gotta i gotta get back to who i am and, and who i know i am and yeah but it, it is a struggle uh, also because you know anything that i say like you know very positive it's like go get your goals they're like you don't understand you know i'm in nigeria i need money you know, so just things like that, that's when I really start going, oh, like th there's a two pronged way to deal with this, right? Motivation is important and it's critical. It is critical. But some of these people need jobs. They need resources. They need this. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's a great avenue to partner. You know, that's a great avenue to. So I told them, I was like, you, you guys, I'm not ignoring this. Like, absolutely. I understand that you need jobs. You need money. But just stay with me. You know what I mean? Like, I can't fix everything in one day. So yeah. stay with me today. It's motivation, but hundred, I mean, every day they're like, not even just money, but can I work for you? That's the number one question is, can I work for you? I need a job. I need and a lot of these women, a lot of these women, because even if they got to break your heart, right? It's got to break your heart to not be able to help every single person. I know it's uh, every day, but at the same time, again, using my industrial engineering background, it's like, how do I scale this help 
You know, so what does that mean? Does that mean we partner with a you know NGO? Does that mean that we create a job accelerator in Nigeria? Like, what does that mean? You know, so I think that's where my head is at. You know, because I know that with the degree that God has blessed me with, I know that God wants me to think more than just oh these five people need jobs. It has to be a scaled solution. You know, um, but it every day because uh, also they're very honest. You know, that's what happens. Like when you're a person of color and you've been through so much, like you have no um, ability to be fake. Yes. I've noticed that with everyone <laughs> online. It's just because they, because they, they've they've been hurt so much, you know, and they've been let down so much that there's no like there's no room for fake anymore. Yeah. So they would tell me like, I need a job you know, for literally making this much because I have these expenses. Like they will, they will screenshot me their bills, you know? And that's when, you know, I'm, I'm, it's overwhelming for me because again, I'm like motivation. And that's when I'm like, you guys, I understand we're, we're getting there, you know, just give me some time. You know, right now we are just focused on the mindset. Cause I, I truly believe, you know, if you have the right mindset of a go-getter, the rest, of, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that it's there possible. turns out to be solutions versus yes, like obstacle possible. after obstacle. Yeah. There's no path for me, you know? Um, so like literally the number one thing that they tell me is I'm just making ends meet. I said, no, 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 you're not making ends meet. You're a go-getter going and getting your goals. I know it's a very small shift, but I do believe it's a shift Yeah. because when you say stuff like I'm just trying to live and not die, literally, that's what some of them say. Um, it just becomes very dark. You know, so so if we can know, shift that I'm, mindset just a little bit, if we right. can say this is it's not you're not ending here, you're starting yes. here. Correct. Right? This is the beginning right. point. There's more to life. You have more opportunity. You have the ability. Yeah. We just got to shift, you know, that little bit of thinking in your mind and realize, you know, the fact is you woke up this morning. And because you woke up, you have the opportunity to change whatever it is that sets out before you. You might trip, you might fall, you might, you know, get get a cut. We'll rub some dirt on it. We'll bandage it up, but you're going to keep going. 100%. And that's a beautiful way to say that, you know, because I literally like at least a couple of times a day, Hernan, I tweet, uh, celebrate your life, you know, because uh, sometimes I feel like they just need to hear that. And, mm -hmm. and I'm very grateful, you know, because the thing is the American, you know, Caucasian audience, they love my motivation. They love it. Like it's so positive. It's so this, but you know, it's a very different impact with people of color uh, and people of color internationally, not us based, you mm -hmm. know, because they just, it's not even underserved. There's, there's zero attention on them, you know? So it's not even like, Oh, the, you know, go getters in Nigeria are underserved. They are not served underserved means they are less than served they are not served at all mm -hmm. so that's why i like to say it's not underrepresented they are not represented zero you know so it's not underrepresented it's not represented you know so those are the facts those are the facts i'm, I'm not trying to you know and it i just don't, is. Don't, yeah. treat them, don't treat them um with uh, sympathy you know i'm i'm very like empowered i'm like no you're a security guard you're like let's treat it with dignity you know, it's not, this is not, I'm not trying, I'm not going to cry for you. Well, you, 
you have been a beacon of hope. Uh, I've, I've, like I said, I've been following you for, I want to say close to about three years now. Um, and nothing but positivity coming out of you. Every once in a while, I can feel some frustrations in a couple tweets every now and again, but they're frustrations because you're not getting things done that you want to get done at the speed that you want to get done to help enough people. And you can kind of sense that in, in some of those tweets every once in a while, they're not directed at any individual. It's more like you're venting, like, I want to get this done. And I'm, I'm yeah. stuck here and I'm, you know, and I, I can, you know, hearing your story, I can see where some of that frustration comes from. You're, yeah. you're, you're carrying the weight of so many people's problems on your shoulders and you're trying yeah. to do, trying to make as big a change as you possibly can. Um, right. But you're one person, right? And yeah. so, you know, but luckily for, for us, you do got that degree in engineering. You're going to set up this stuff to scale. And I, you know, yeah. you're just getting started. You've only yeah. begun to scrape the surface of what you're capable of, uh, you know, so I, Again, thanks for coming on the show and and keep doing it. Keep being yeah. you. Keep sending that message, that bright light, because you know it doesn't matter how deep the storm is. That boat can see the lighthouse, and if you can see the lighthouse, you have a path. There's a way yeah. to get get through that storm. So keep shining yeah. that light, Shinjini. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. No, and I appreciate that. And you won't even believe or not. Even for me, sometimes I think that. You know, it's just one tweet, you know, whatever. But then I look at the impressions and it's 20,000 views. You know, that's 20,000 people who now have inspiration who didn't have it before. You know, so I think even just as a parting message to all of you, you know, listeners and watchers, uh, no action is too small. You know, mm -hmm. uh, because even with everything that we're going through now, you know, there's a lot of blame of like, what are you doing? Not me, but like all of us, what are you doing for the, you know, protests and this and that? And I want to say that no action is too small. You know, if you can only donate $25, you're going to donate $25. But guess what? That might be three boxes of rice. You know, mm -hmm. that might be four boxes of cereal, you know, at $5 each. So no action is too small. And I'm really realizing that every day because for me, you know, sometimes I'm literally, I, I do things like a tweet, like who cares? But then I see that they're glued to their phones and they have data and it, it, it becomes a resource for them to not give up. You know, so now I know my perspective has changed that it's no longer just an Instagram post, right? Mm -hmm. Just a story, just a podcast, you know, just a tweet. This is actually their lifeline. You know, uh, especially considering uh, some of the people that we're reaching who, again, may not have other avenues. You well, know. you're doing a you're doing a great job, and I look forward to continuing to to see what you do in the future. You're I'm one of those you know shining lights. And again, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Anything else uh, that I'm, we're going to drop your stuff here on the screen? I want you guys to go check there, check out Shinjini's yeah. stuff. Uh, if you're not following her, make sure you yeah. do. Such positive messaging, uh, and go to her website, unapologetic, uh, unapologeticallyshinjini.com. Get a copy of her book, twelve ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, Remember, it's helping out more than you know. You're going to get the inspiration you need. You're going to get the help you need to become a go-getter. But at yeah. the same time, you're helping out people who are not represented. So make sure you guys check that stuff out. Try to make the world a better place. That's right. Conversation was so good. I only had to drop one movie line this whole time. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having uh, Shane Jeannie. Yeah, it was, it was a fun one. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is fantastic. I appreciate you guys. All right, ladies and gents. Uh, that's all we got for you guys on Tuesday. Make sure you guys follow Shinjini. Go be a go-getter. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. And we're Bye -bye. out. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.